we are excited to welcome you to our third episode of Live to Give More. We will discuss ways to have impact in our communities and around the world. We will introduce our audience to inspiring ideas and people who are making significant changes. Together, we will navigate how we can all better serve others and spread kindness. We decided to create this podcast in order to do our part and give our listeners ways to take action and be the change. My name is Anna G. Ehrlich. I'm a wife, mom, marketing and events professional who serves the nonprofit world in many capacities. My name is Alicia Conrad, and I am a wife, mom, attorney, author, and business owner who has been fortunate to serve in leadership roles and volunteer opportunities through several nonprofit organizations. My motto is give more than you take. We are friends who have a variety of experiences, skills, and opinions that will make you think, cry, and laugh. But most importantly, expose you to special ways to give back. We will inform you about what is going on in the world and what you need to know about how to make a difference. So let's get started. Habitat for Humanity is a global nonprofit housing organization working in local communities across all 50 states in the United States and approximately 70 countries. Habitat's vision is of a world where everyone has a decent place to live. Habitat works towards its vision by building strength, stability, and self-reliance in partnership with families in need of decent and affordable housing. Habitat homeowners help build their own homes alongside volunteers and pay an affordable mortgage. Even more, by working with Habitat to achieve affordable homeownership, families can transform their lives. Owning an affordable home allows homeowners to lift up their entire family by saving for their futures and investing in educational opportunities, bolstering job opportunities and long-term career growth. In Broward, Habitat provides affordable housing and also supports Habitat Broward WeStore, which is a nonprofit home improvement store and donation center that sells new and gently used furniture, appliances, home accessories, building materials, and more to the public at a fraction of the original retail price. Proceeds from the store are used to help Habitat Broward partner families build better lives for themselves. We are so excited to interview our guest today, Nancy Robin. She is the CEO and Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity of Broward, a former bank executive with deep community roots that fuel a passion channeled through Habitat for Humanity to make a difference. Broward is one of the most housing cost burden markets in the country. The need for solutions has never been greater and the Habitat model is a proven solution. Nancy is a widely respected, well-recognized banking veteran who joined Habitat for Humanity in 2016. Prior to joining Habitat for Humanity, she was a president of CNL Bank's South Florida market and started her banking career with Bank Atlantic. A longtime resident of South Florida and a graduate of Florida Atlantic University, Nancy is devoted to her community and has served on boards and volunteered for multiple organizations over the years. Nancy, we are so truly grateful to have you with us today to share your story. And we've got some questions to ask you and I just want to have a great chat about the good things that you're doing in Habitat Broward. So if you're ready, let's get started with this today. Tell me what inspired you to start working for Habitat for Humanity. And I think more of a question with your banking background, how does that all tie in and make it a success? 
you know, I was fortunate to work for two wonderful community banks for the duration of my banking career, Bank Atlantic for 23 years and CNL for 10. And when I went to CNL Bank, I knew that we were starting that bank and I knew I wanted a piece of something so that when we sold it, I would have the ability to do something that was really important to me. And in working as a banker for community banks, community banks are really good about giving back and knowing their community. So I had always been involved, either volunteering on boards, chairing boards. It was really economic empowerment that truly kind of tugged on my heartstrings. And, you know, I think with anything, it's about mission match and an interest. You know, I think we all want to think that we have touched somebody, made some kind of difference in this world for the dash that we're here for. And for me, Habitat for Humanity, the model really just, it hit all the boxes. It's an incredible organization that is incredibly complex and the model has been around for 40 years and it works. It's amazing. Tell us a little bit more about Habitat. What is the organization's mission and how many people do you serve? Yeah. So Habitat for Humanity, the mission is, is that we build, we don't just build homes, we build communities and we build hope. Habitat is actually the fourth largest private builder in the country and amongst the top oh, 20 wow, builders. I didn't realize in the that. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, 70 countries and 1,200 affiliates throughout the United States. And, you know, it's kind of like a grassroots origin and it's really meeting the needs of each community for what those needs are. It's a complex organization, I think, that's ahead of its time. It was born out of the civil rights movement. That story is fascinating in itself. But Habitat, you know, it has a component that's a social enterprise that helps fund it. One is through our restores across the country, which are extraordinary. Ours is at 505 West Broward Boulevard for anybody who might have visited there. It's it's kind of a home good supply. It's furniture, it's home goods, and we're blessed to have lots of donors. So when you go in there, it's kind of the thrill of the kill. You can find couture lighting. Uh, there's new furniture, there's used furniture, there's doors, windows, shutters. But that is the social enterprise that also contributes. But we're also a mortgage company. Some people think that we give these homes away. These homes are not given away. The reason that they're affordable is that we all build these homes together. In lieu of a down payment, folks do sweat equity and also learn not only everything about home ownership and building a home, but also what is involved in owning a home. And it's a, it's a year's program. And at the end of the day, we give the keys and a mortgage. So it's not a giveaway. It is the essence of empowerment. And in addition to donations, what also helps support and make these homes affordable is the funding from the ReStore. And when each of our homeowners makes their mortgage payment, that mortgage payment goes to help the next family. We call it our Fund for Humanity. It's really amazing. From what I know in Habitat, I didn't realize that there were so many different facets to consider And it's amazing that you guys can do so many different things. So right now in Broward, how many people, how many families do you serve? So we have served close to 600 families and we've been around for 37 years. Right now we're building in a couple places. We are building the largest development 
for home ownership. It's in Pompano Beach. It's 76 one and two story homes. It's just a, a beautiful development with a park. We're also building 12 homes also in Pompano, which is, you know, really a, a nice story of neighborhood revitalization. And we'll finish those this year. And we just completed a build in Miramar, which also is one of the most cost burden markets in our county. So, so tell us a little bit about your leadership style and what does it take to move an organization like this forward? Because I'm sure there's so many components. We'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So with Habitat, it takes a village. We are a volunteer army. So the key with anything is people, people, people. We take a lot of pride in running really efficiently, but the reason why we run efficiently is because I've never been at a place where the phone doesn't stop ringing like with people who want to help. And that is really the key. I mean, from good minds leaning in strategically to hands that help, you know, with task force with projects to the construction field to the restore. The big differentiator for us truly is people. The small team we have hiring is, you know, you got to be, it's really important when you're working really hard that you have a team that likes it's a second family. So it's important that we're all passionate about the mission that we are like minded in not like minded in our thinking skills about business. You want the diversity there, but like minded in what we want to achieve at the end of the day. Absolutely. And how do you with the people that work for you, they sound amazing. How do you continue to inspire them? Are there certain tactics you use to inspire everybody? Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, management is definitely dead and it's about leadership. So I think it's like hiring people that, you know, are leaders and have big vision and really working together to talk about each area and what the objectives are. And, you know, my role is really to support and block and tackle when necessary, provide resources when necessary. But I think the key, whether it's nonprofit or anybody in business, is hiring motivated people that have a vision for what they want to get done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this is a sort of a two-part question. In normal times, I would say to you, what are your biggest challenges and obstacles? But now we're in this midst of just almost through, I want to say, with COVID. But I'm sure that the, that the height of the pandemic must have slowed down so many things. And I know that there are places that are lacking materials for building. So if you can sort of break that a little bit down for us, your challenges pre-maybe COVID, during COVID, obviously, and now with the supplies, what, what's going on? It's made us so much stronger in so many ways, and we've had to pivot. And the way that we even think about work and where people are to do their work and how we deliver programming, everything is completely shifted. And I think it's, you know, those are all the really good things that happened. The really challenging things are the supply chain is beyond disrupted from chips, which, you know, impacts dishwashers and refrigerators and air conditioning units to building supplies in general. Now here in South Florida, we don't build stick homes, but we still need wood and lumber is just crazy. I think, you know, I've read statistics nationally that the average cost of a home has gone up. The average is 37,000 per home, which in affordable housing is huge. We are about 24,000 
up a home, which, you know, I'm really happy that we're, you know, below the national averages, but it still is a challenge. And the other challenge is, is that the real estate market has gone bonkers. Land is just, it's an investor frenzy in our community. The third thing, which isn't COVID related, but it's the reality is global warming. And in the affordable housing world, there's such a thing as climate gentrification, which means that as we're looking, when we're looking at the future, elevations and floodplains and flood zones are really important. And are those sustainable for affordable housing? And should we be really looking at that and getting land now? So it's a complex issue that's layered. COVID definitely has... I think shifted us in many ways in a positive direction, how we look at things. Right now, we're overcoming obstacles. We have not stopped our work. We're building more than we ever have. But, you know, it's incredible that you guys have been able to do that with all of these things you need to consider in terms of supplies you need to get and global warming and all these things. It's incredible that you you keep doing this. So, are you guys backed up right now with homes to deliver because of COVID? How far back are you? Are people on schedule? Yeah, Anna, thanks for asking that question. I mean, so this year we will deliver 32 homes to families. We average 20 to 30 homes that we build a year. It takes about a year to get through the Habitat program if you're interested in buying a house through Habitat. And, you know, in terms of need, it's a drop in the bucket. So our community alone is shy 150,000 units of affordable housing. Affordable housing is defined as anything where more than 30% of your income is going to housing. If more than 30% of your income is going to housing, you are considered housing cost burdened. Two thirds of our market is housing cost burdened. Only 12% of our market can afford the average price home. And that equates to 150,000 units. So it's, it's going to take a village to solve this problem. Now, Habitat for Humanity is one of the very, very few developers, period, that is providing home ownership. That is the space that we play in. There's plenty of people that are doing rapid rehousing for the homeless. There are plenty of developers that are doing rentals. And we need it all. But my biggest fear is that the dream of home ownership is still possible for people who strive to that. And it's it's just, it's it's a real challenge in this market. Yeah, I mean, these are really incredible numbers that you're telling us. I wasn't aware of all of these numbers. What is the application process in terms of how do people get these homes? What's the process like? The first caveat I want to say on this is that sometimes the things that hold people back is they don't think they can do it. So I really want it to be heard that if you put your mind to something, you can do it. It might not be now, but you can do it and we'll help you get there. We've had homeowners apply seven times to us. We just did open enrollment and we had 74,000 hits to our homeownership page. Of that, 13,000 actually went through and applied. They put in their income, they put in their debt. And Wait, say that again, 13,000 people applied? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 13,000 yeah. families, basically, yeah. or, or yeah. units. Yeah. I mean, I think those numbers, I hate to use large numbers. It's overwhelming those numbers, considering yeah. 
You deliver about you're delivering 32 homes this year. Yeah. Now there, you know, this is when I think about the work that we're doing today, we're doing a lot of work today. We're really making a difference. But what I really think about is what do we want to be doing three years from now? And what is our market going to look like three years from now? But that said, not everybody of those 13,000 is, do they understand that these homes are not a giveaway, that it actually is part of a program? Ultimately, we selected 35 families to go into this year's class that just, you know, they're hardworking families that can support. And oftentimes with home ownership, their rent payment is higher than what their house payment will be. So they'll be coming out ahead. It truly, truly changes the trajectory. Often these homeowners are the first generationally to become a homeowner. 44 times is the average net worth of a homeowner versus a renter. Educational outcomes, health outcomes, you know, these are national statistics. Home ownership isn't for everybody, but home ownership is an absolute key in economic empowerment. And, you know, I feel that our work is more important than ever right now. Yeah. So, so let, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's gonna, we're going to lead into this one. So tell us about what's next. What are the projects? You talk about, you know, three years from now, global warming. What are the goals that Habitat for Humanity is really striving for? And how do you ensure, I mean, Habitat for Humanity is already bold enough, but how do you ensure that your goals are bold enough to be sustainable for generations to come? You know, the beauty of Habitat is it's really driven by the market that you're in. So, for example, our market here is land scarce. You know, it's your typical coastal market in many respects in that ski areas and coastal markets are very, very inflated, very expensive to live. So we have a lot of older housing stocks. So probably some of our work is going to transition to aging in place and keeping people in their homes. And a good bit of Habitat's work is focused there. So preserving home ownership probably is going to be a larger focus as well. The other thing is we're an urbanizing market and, you know, our market is becoming more dense. So our traditional build is single family homes. We love single family homes. We want to continue building single family homes, but the reality is it's an urbanizing market. So we currently have about, we have three developments coming out of the ground that are all going to be townhome communities. So, you know, I think it's really thinking about lifestyles, home ownership, the changing market and preservation and density, you know, are two things that are key. The other and the last thing that I'll say, because I could go on forever on it, is we can't possibly fill the need that's out there, but we can do more. And capital is a huge part of that. So one of the things that we are looking to do is as a mortgage company, it's not a stretch for us to become a a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution. And the goal is, is that as that type of entity, it allows a lot more capital to be invested and it would allow us to provide mortgage lending to the whole community, whether Habitat builds it or not. And a lot of times financing and down payment is the impediment to home ownership. So that's another way that we hope to serve more. Well, that's amazing. You'll be able to serve a lot more families that way. I have a question. There's so many different things to consider as you move forward. Is there a motto or quote that gets you through the day and and what current community leaders inspire you and how? 
Yeah. So I think I kind of like to look at life and my mom kind of raised me this way to look at life like a sitcom. Like you just can't take it too seriously and you really do need to smile and laugh. And then, you know, I think that's for uh, sure. Yeah. And then I think Eleanor Roosevelt was such an amazing woman. And I think it was her that said, you know, to do something that makes you uncomfortable every day. And I think unless we do that, we're not really growing. And in terms of inspiration, like I am not able to do this work without people like you guys. Right now we're showcasing Habitat's work. We have such an amazing community that is just everywhere helping us doing the work. So I'd like to say like, you know, the Dalai Lama or, you know, whatever. But honestly, people like Robert Taylor, who's on our board, he runs a national company. He's quiet. You know, he's not looking for attention. But he is constantly giving back from getting up at five in the morning to run with the homeless for the homeless organization to never missing, you know, an opportunity to talk to the community about our work. So to John Ramondetti, who likes fixing fans in our restore and was the former CEO of Denny's. So I think, you know, I can point out examples of just quiet giving back in so many different ways. And if you're listening to this, we need you. There is a million opportunities to lean in and make a difference. That goes goes into our next question, which I'm going to ask in terms of... Absolutely. So how can we get in there and help build? Talk to me about volunteer opportunities and some possible action steps that we can all take. Yeah. So I'm going to try to wet some whistles because we do need help you know, it's becoming a bit more safe and we really do need, we've lost a lot of volunteers and a lot of our volunteers have aged out and we need volunteers for the construction site that's always available and you can hit our website and sign up for that. In addition to that, there's no greater team builder with your company. And it's really how I found out about Habitat was through team building with my company than to bring, you know, your corporate team out for a team build. And it is the way that we raise money through team builds. But if you're interested in a team build, again, just reach reach out, you can email me, you can reach out through the website, but that's another way. So a lot of people love construction. Construction is a lot of fun. There's everything from landscaping to painting to, you know, we actually do roofing. We raise the roof, we shingle, we dry in. So it's a lot of fun. And we've had several habitat romances that have evolved over the years on the construction field. You know, it's like-minded people that are just out there on a Saturday working together. So there's construction. There's the restore. If you have any interest in retail, there is never a lack of work at our restore. There is office work. There are committees. We in terms also- of your restore, Nancy, in terms of your restore, are you accepting donations all the time? And what oh, kinds of things you. are you looking for? Yeah, thank you. So for we don't sell clothing in the restore. If you think of like furniture and like a Lowe's, we accept home goods. For example, you know, if you're going to put impact windows in your house, we would love your windows that you're taking out. If you're replacing, this is great. no one thinks about this stuff when they're taking out their windows, but yeah. this is really important for people to know. Shutters, you're getting, you know, if you're doing the impact, you're getting rid of your shutters. Shutters are a huge, huge item that funds our mission. It pays for a house a year, shutter sales. So, you know, as when you renovate, you know, if you're taking those cabinets out, 
think of us for that. We do pick up, we do accept furniture as well. So thank you, Elise. I, I really wouldn't want to miss that. And then one thing that we really are short on now is nurture partners. And what a nurture partner is, is somebody who has life experience you know, you've, you've owned a home, you've done a family budget, and you want to work with one of our families to coach and encourage them throughout the process. They attend class once a month. So what that consists of is attending the class once a month and then giving them a call once or twice a month to just encourage and coach and help them along their yeah. journey. You know what, that's just such a beautiful way to volunteer and to lend your expertise and know that what you're doing for that family is going to go generations through, you know, so it's not just stopping right there. So you just gave us some incredible action steps as far as to what we can do. It truly seems insurmountable to overcome issues of affordable housing, but if we each do something, I know that we can make a difference. So Elise and I started this podcast to encourage all of you to join us in giving more. And today was just another example of living to give and to give more. So obviously the name of this podcast. So here are some several action steps that we can talk to you about today for, for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, just as a reminder as to what Nancy said, you can volunteer at a construction site or at the store that you guys have, donate your time, volunteer. You can go online and donate funds, recruit other volunteers to come with you, really become an advocate. And tell. I mean, I learned so much today in this short conversation about what you guys are doing and the long-lasting effect that this can have. So become an advocate and tell others about this to support all the different programs that you do. I love the Nurture Partners. It's such a great idea also. So if you have the time to coach a family through this process, that's another beautiful way. There are so many different ways that you can give to Habitat for Humanity. So many of these can be done. If you want to take a look at the website, it's www.habitatbroward.org. And you can look at all of these all of these things, Nancy, you're on the website? Yes. So definitely, I would recommend you looking at the website, finding out how you can help. There's just so many different ways you can help, Nancy. More ways that I didn't even knew about. So I'm so excited you, you told us more. Absolutely. This has been a super insightful and helpful conversation. Thank you, Nancy, for teaching us today more about Habitat for Humanity and what we can do to help. And I just, before we finish up, is there anything you want to add, Nancy? Because I really think you've given us so much information. Now it takes a village and just to talk about it and really appreciate y'all. I would really appreciate that if you're listening to this, that everyone, like, just pick one thing that you can do this week. Tell us what you're doing. We would love you to check out the website for Habitat in Broward and follow us at Live to Give More to the number two, live to give more. Follow us on Instagram and make sure you listen to our other podcast. And I just want to thank you so much, Nancy, for being here, teaching us so much about Habitat for Humanity. And I'm so glad that we can help you out and share this with others. Thank you so much, Nancy. Truly a pleasure speaking with you. And let's find an opportunity to give back. Yes, let's go build a house. <laughs>